You are listening to South Niagara Conversations, a podcast presented by the South Niagara Chambers of Commerce, along with 105.1 The River and 101.1 More FM. Here are your hosts, Dolores Fabiano and Scott Lunn. So good morning, everyone. Thanks to uh, everyone who's joined us for our South Niagara Conversation Series. Joining me, of course, is my co-host, Scott Lunn, General Manager of 105 The River and 101.1 More FM. Uh, it's starting to roll off the tongue a little easier, Scott. How are you doing this morning? That sounds great. Uh, doing very well, Dolores. Thanks. How are you making up this morning? I'm okay. I'm staying warm. The wind is howling out there, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I also want to give a shout out to uh, Brian LaChapelle. He's always a little camera shy, but uh, Brian and his team at uh, B4 Networks always make us sound so good. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Thank you, Dolores. All right. So I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say that uh, Niagara's real estate market is uh, one of the hottest in the province. Um, We are in a crazy global pandemic, but our Niagara real estate market is better off today than it was a year ago. Uh, Our economy may be hurting because of pandemic related business closures and job losses, but the housing market is booming. What gives? (laughs) Lots of questions this morning. Scott, who do we have joining us? To provide uh, Dolores, hopefully morning. some clarity. <laughs> yeah, we'll get some clarity to this morning for sure. Uh, this morning we have uh, Stephen Canberra, who's the broker of record and president of Peak Performance Realty, and Neville Kidd, senior account manager with the Zardens. Uh, gentlemen, welcome. Uh, thanks for joining us. Stephen, I'm going to start with you. I don't know if uh, the real estate market doesn't realize there's a pandemic happening. I don't know what's going on here, but this <laughs> seems insane to me. So uh, I know you've got all the answers. So over to you. Yeah, it's, it's very cut and dry. Uh, I, I Honestly, uh, this is something that a 180 from the last lockdown where we did go and recess and be quiet and nothing much was happening to an absolute explosion of what's going on. Um, what's, what's driving it? Uh, you're going to see a lot of factors. The interest rates are still relatively low. I believe some of the banks even dropped it. We might be in the 1.6 range of some of the mortgages. The Toronto condo market, uh, it's a little bit more complicated as far as understanding what that's doing, but you're finding some underwriters are not interested in renewing mortgages in a condo market. Um, what happens is when you start a condo building, you're five, eight years away before you see it to fruition. So you can see um, extra inventory coming from quite some time into the future. So having said that, there, it's bottoming out up there. Uh, it, and what they're doing is their buyers and sellers are finding, I'm going to get rid of my condo and I'm going to come down and buy a single family home or something with property down in Niagara worth a fraction of the dollar still. Um the pandemic itself is driving this with people working from home now. The first one was a little scary where we didn't know what to expect or what to do. But now we're finding uh, companies are settling people in saying, don't expect to come back. We're not going to need you here. Uh, we're seeing uh, Toronto, Oakville, Burlington, Hamilton, and even as far as Edmonton, I've seen where they're uh, still working with their companies, but working from home. Don't need to commute or don't need to go into the office. And when they do, it's, it's once a month, once every six weeks. So that's the new reality that we're seeing. Uh, that, that's driving it as well. Uh, and and <laughs> to, to figure out the rest, it, it's just pent up demand. Uh, there's more buyers out there than sellers. Uh, and, and part of the drive there as well is, is people that do sell are also going to have to buy. And they're being hesitant now saying, wait a minute, what if I can't find something? Because of what's going on, getting rid of mine is easy. 
but what to do next. So most of our sellers today are the ones that are going to an apartment or moving in with someone else. And they're the ones that are very comfortable with, I got a lottery ticket here, I'm cashing out. And the market has changed, right? Like I remembered 20 years ago, really, it was the retirees who were um, coming to Niagara and settling. We, we used to call them the um, Escalade uh, group because uh, they would pull up in front of our chamber office in their Escalades. They'd get out wonderful, you know, happy people because they were retired. And at that point, you know, many of them were looking to um, uh, relocate to, you know, Hunter's Point um, and other uh, communities like that. But now we're seeing uh, a, a different group um, Absolutely. moving. Younger, younger uh, we're seeing mixes. Uh, we, we, we're, we're heavily involved in the new construction as well. And almost all of the homes that we're building are being finished with in-law type finishes downstairs where we're seeing mom and dad move in and the kids are buying and it's for affordability. Uh, and, and the pandemic has given us, uh, if, if anything good, it's more family time together, uh, understanding the old ways of doing things. And people are saying, it's not a bad thing. Like the old cliche of like, I'm not moving in with my parents. Isn't so much there anymore. Like they're being okay with it. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Dolores, uh, the, boomers or whatever it was that were coming here with their escalates uh they're still coming but uh we're, we're getting a great mix of, of younger buyers to families to a lot of families coming down neville what what are we okay. what are we um seeing in terms of affordability like how do first time home buyers even get into the market um well we're finding that a challenge right now um and i I echo the statements with uh, Stephen in terms of the, the pricing. So we're finding houses uh, that are traditionally selling at what we think the value is. Um, like, uh, you know, for example, we had a house that uh, selling for 600000 Appraisal comes in at six thirty, and, and the house is selling for, you know, 800 plus. Um, so the issue becomes in is down payment funds available to the people that are purchasing it. And if you're selling a house, we look, relocating and have additional cash well you don't have that issue but a first-time home buyer uh, traditionally does uh, so we're finding them leaning on their parents um, to come in with stronger offers um, we're finding that uh, you know they're really getting pushed to come in with no conditions which is a very um, risky thing to do for a first-time home buyer to say the least yeah so it's a it's a challenge for them to get into the market right now and uh, I traditionally deal in the commercial sector um, multi-residential properties, uh, um, that kind of thing, uh, rental properties. So what we're finding on what's pushing that, uh, other side of the market is the, uh, because they can't get into the market, they're continuing with rents. Um, vacancy rates are at all time lows in rental market, um, 2.3% in St. Catharines area. Um, this, what this has done now with these low vacancy rates um, has driven up the rental values. So now we're seeing um, single-family homes renting for 1,200 or apartments, where you know they may have long-term tenants in there for 600 bucks a month. So what they're traditionally trying to do is to refinance and pull additional equity out of these properties and and purchase and continue on and expand that that market because we don't see a change for these first-time home buyers getting in the market anytime soon. So it's driven the other side of the market in the investment sector. Mm. Actually, I was going to, I was just going to ask you, you know, how, how, how long do you think the market will stay like this? Like, 
well, it's hard to say. Like, uh, I echo with Stephen again. Like, we're, we're seeing the drive coming from Toronto. Like, uh, people don't want to, because of this pandemic, um, they're seeing the benefits of living in the country, living out where they have land, um, enjoying outdoor space. Um, the kids aren't cooped up in, in uh, an apartment building. They're not all driven together. Like, you know, the cities, it's like cattle. Like, you know, you have, um, they want to see that change. And being able to work from home, and now with the uh, internet going the way it is and getting so much better, it becomes very easy to do that. And, and companies are, are reducing the operational cost. So there's big caution right now in our office space sector um, because we, we don't know what's going to happen to the office space, whether companies need to downsize, reduce what they're having. People that have these buildings uh, still have mortgages on them, right? So they need to carry these costs. Well, if the, the value decreases in the rental space uh, in the office sector, well, that's going to decrease the value of the building inherently. And uh, it's going to be a challenge for the people owning them. So uh, we're not seeing a lot of uh, activity in, in those sectors right now, but um, it's, it's going to be a challenge going forward. That's for sure. No question. So many moving pieces. Uh, I just want to welcome Barb Scarlett, uh, who's broker with uh, Century 21 Today Realty, who's just joined us. Welcome, Barb. Hi, Dolores. I'm in my car outside an inspection. <laughs> ah, no problem. Keep doing that good work. <laughs> I, um, I uh, you know, I think part of the attraction of Niagara is, is um, the fact that, you know, we have, what, 101 uh, wineries in Niagara. So, you know, if you like Chardonnay or Gamay or Pinot Noir, <laughs> this is the place to be. We have, you know, long summers, relatively speaking for Canada, um, mild winters. Um, we have great festivals. We have a lot of, um, you know, assets here in Niagara. And I think, you know, even, even before this boom, it was always an, an attractive place to live. And I think that's why, you know, for the last probably more than 20 years, but at least 20 years, um, you know, the retirees have really flocked to Niagara. So I think there's a lot of a lot of things that that people look to Niagara and think, gosh, if I could live anywhere, you know, that would be the place. And, and now circumstances have changed that they can live wherever they want because of, you know, being able to work from home. I wonder, you know, let's get back to um, um, the retirees just a bit. I'm finding that with some people that I know who are, you know, lucky enough to be retired, um, that they're downsizing. Uh, they're actually looking for condos in Niagara, uh, which has never been a, a, a popular thing down here uh, because they're spending half of the year in a warmer climate. Maybe not this year, but, but typically, you know, they have... Um, homes or condos that they have in Florida or other warm places. And so they don't need that big home here in Niagara anymore. Do you see any of that? Um, you know, what, what is happening with, with the condo bills? I, I know that there are more going up. Um, can you, can you guys talk to that a little bit? Sure. Um, there's, there's lots of condos. Um, it's probably one of the fastest growing sectors in Niagara. Uh, you're right. Um, you know, years ago, there was no such thing. And particularly if you look at something like Welland, I, I don't know. I think we had a, a Dennis Town Apartments and we had a few buildings spotted here and there, here and there. But that was it. But uh, we're seeing conversions now from buildings to condo buildings. Uh, we're also seeing a lot of the new builds being 
started as condos. Uh, you see them all through Fawn Hill and all through well, everywhere. Uh, so condos, yeah, they don't want the maintenance. They don't want the thing. They want to lock the door, leave, come back, and away they go, uh, which was a very slow-growing market up until the, probably a couple of years ago when we started to see a big boom on that. Uh, I think, uh, Barb, I think you'll agree with that. Uh, and Neville, uh, that we're seeing more and more condos come up uh, at, at a rate nobody expected um, because of the idea of a condo. People were unfamiliar with it down here anyways. Yeah, I'm yeah, seeing for a sure. lot in... Yeah, I'm seeing a lot uh, new builds going up. Hamilton, uh, Stony Creek, Grimsby, uh, Beansville, along the corridor and the highways. Um, mm-hmm. We've improved access to Toronto. It makes it almost more affordable for some of the first time or, or like you said, retirees downsizing. But I, we're also seeing on the flip side that some of these people that have got into the condo market recently are trying to get out um, mm-hmm. because now they're stuck in a, an apartment uh, with no place to go. Um, they realize that there's a lot of activity to do around the yard and yard work is a lot better than being stuck inside. So it's a, a bit of a, a question mark still right now with this pandemic, but at the end of the day, it's still extremely hot market. Yeah, down where I am in Fort Erie, it's, we, we don't really have the high rise condominiums. We've always had a need for it. We have a few apartment buildings, but what we have are a lot of townhouse type condominium corpse forming and I think that that's a really good market for what we have right now we're we're seeing some growth in that we've been um, developing it maybe for the last 10 years but yeah I I think that probably the condo market sky rises like in the major cities I see a lot of people moving down here out of the condos in Toronto that are buying in our marketplace Where's the uh, where's the hot spot? I mean, obviously, it seems like the whole the whole market is on fire, the whole region is on fire. But is there any pockets that are really uh, you know winning the war in terms of like the place to be throughout the region? Yeah, Niagara. <laughs> Cross the board. I was looking for a narrower path. <laughs> well, I don't know if there is. <laughs> no. It's um it's interesting because um just before the holidays we had our mayor series so all of the mayors from South Niagara you know gave us a bit of an update and um, it was evident and and um, you know you, you just have to take a drive you know Thorold wow explosion right with with houses literally popping up overnight uh, Pelham let's not even talk about it because it's I I literally don't understand how I can drive down the road one day uh, take a day off come back, you know, two days later, and there's a neighborhood up. <laughs> that's, that's how it seems to me. Um, Welland, uh, you know, booming, uh, lots of, of houses going up in Niagara Falls. Fort Erie, not bad, it's just starting. And Port Colborne is, um, I, you know, it's, it's the farthest south, I guess, kind of. Um, but it's, it's um, just starting there. So I, I, I could see it, it sweeping down. Uh, is that is that right? Are you guys seeing the same thing? Mm-hmm. Poor Colbert yeah, is a active, very strong market. It's just, it's a smaller community, so there's limited numbers, so you don't hear the rush. But when something does come up in Poor Colbert, it is gone. It's gone. So There's no inventory in Port Colbert right now. Four yeah. listings. Yeah. And are they building new houses? Like, is there, um, is there a, a building boom going on there? Like there are in other communities here in Niagara? In Port Coburn, I, to, to be frank, I don't think it's the same as other communities. Yeah. Uh, why or not, I not don't yet. know. Not yet. Um, 
it, it's getting there. You're right. You're absolutely. Uh, I know we had some land in port and it was, uh, port has a lot of rock. Uh, and, and for us to develop the, the, the acreage we had would be a lot of blasting into the thing. So sometimes depending where you are in Port Colborne, it's not a, an easy build. Um, having said that there is lots of areas to develop um, and it will get there uh, just right now. I just, they're, they're more of a slow and steady pace uh, the way they've always been. So the prices that we're seeing um, are incredible. And I know that for those uh, relocating from Toronto and other parts, it's probably still quite affordable. But for those of us who were born and raised down here, um, it, it's incredible. And so for young people, um, you know, residents of Niagara who want to get into that market, who want to, you know, have their first house, who, who need to get out of their parents' basement, <laughs> is there a community in Niagara right now that would be, um, you know, a better place to start because the homes still are somewhat um, more affordable. Any advice on that? I think Neville will probably handle this one the best. Um, um, it, it, it's tough. Well, <laughs> yeah, never, I, I honestly, I, I don't know of any particular, even where I live, um, these areas are, are becoming noticed. Um, you know, we have a lot of benefits to our areas, like the beaches and whatnot, like, the beaches all along uh, Lake Erie were, were jammed this year. And, and these people that have come here have saw the beauty in it. And, and now they're looking to actively buy. So these little hamlets along the lake that used to go unnoticed are, are you know, uh, the rates are going up like crazy. The activity, we're having 20, 30 offers on these houses. So it's, it's busy literally everywhere. But what we're seeing uh, the most activity for, for, a lot of the younger people because they still need the the income driven from Toronto so they'll want to be along the corridor of the highway and with the access to the go trains um, coming down into Niagara it's it's really opened that up it's made it a lot easier um, there's even you know the the Niagara Falls airport um, for executives to connect to Toronto quickly um, mm -hmm. they can take a flight in the morning and be back by the afternoon um, it's just it's opened up the marketplace but um, it's still a challenge for your first time home buyer um, you know, we're, we're seeing them join together with their parents and have a bigger down payments, more cash coming in, um, a little less, you know, risk in the, the offer because the offers need to be with a lot less strings attached. Like back in when, you know, when I was buying a house, I bought a house and, you know, there wasn't a ton of offers on it. And when I went and bought the next house, I could port the mortgage across to the other house and wait until my first one sold. And I had that luxury of time. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So they can't do these kind of um, moves without, you know, just pulling the trigger and hoping for the best. And it's uh, kind of scary, that aspect. So do you think that logistically, um, you know, the pressure um, on our services that, you know, we can handle all of this, that, that our services can handle all of this additional growth? Because it's fast. It's well, fast serious. I think that's a big challenge too, because I know in our areas like uh, uh, Waynefleet, uh, Lowbanks, uh, any of these rural style communities, they don't have the access, so they need to have a bigger acreage to put a house down. Um, you need to run your own septic. You need uh, about an acre to do that, and uh, uh, you're seeing smaller style developments with large housing. Um, you see that in Dunville, in between. Um, there's a couple uh, new developments and hamlets like that uh, popping up all over the place through you know, smaller style uh, builders. 
Um, so, you know, the areas are still getting developed. Um, I think it's just on a, a bit of a smaller scale. Um, the bigger builders are still, they're swamped, you know, like in, and uh, building materials, I think are a challenge for a lot of us, but they have their hands in the, the pot first, so to speak, um, to get the, the construction materials and whatnot. Um, and it's, uh, we haven't find it really slowing down much at all. It's um it's interesting. I mean, in some of those rural communities, um, you can't even get internet. <laughs> and and thankfully, Bell made a big announcement earlier this week about you know working on that. Um, but you know sometimes um, people come down, they buy these homes, and and then they're like, what? <laughs> I have no internet, uh, or other things. You know, like they they can't just right. walk. In in most cases, you can't just walk to your local bar for a drink or or even you know your local cafe for a coffee in the morning um you know you have to get in your car and drive and uh for a lot of people moving from the gta that's a bit of a you know yes. a switch as well six cafes on the same street to pick from yeah no right <laughs> but remember what you get different there, lifestyle there you, you gain with 101 wineries yeah, you do right, right? <laughs> COVID's conditioned them for that rural living. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. So I, I know this is a tough question, um, but how how long can we sustain this? How how long, you know, I these are conversations that we're having with friends and, and, and family and, and colleagues, and everybody is saying, well, you know, something's got to give. Like there's no way that this can can continue. But what do you what do you think? What are you seeing? What are your, you know, Crystal ball it for me. I don't know if we can do that, but I, I know uh, <laughs> myself, it's a challenge even getting things done nowadays. Like, you know, lawyers' offices have half stopped working. They're all working from home. Uh, they're teaching the kids at the same time, productivity's down. I, I can't get documents in. Um, you, you're finding issues, you know, with, you know, closing dates, you know, condition of financing for 30 days. Uh, appraisal takes over 30 days. Like, it's just it's yeah. a challenge uh you know with that but you know, with these prices the way they go um you know it's hard to say if it's going to flat uh, level out or, or come back down uh, a bit i don't see I it dropping out um, at all it, it, i mean apartment buildings look at i mean you got apartment buildings in toronto going for seven hundred thousand. i don't see our yes they're increasing our, our values of our houses but is it going to drop through the floor i doubt it right um I don't know. I think we're going to, it should level out and then we, we'll see back to our traditional increases again. Um, but I don't think it's going to, the bottom's going to fall out myself. No, no bottom falling out. I agree with that. Uh, income is going to level off the pricing because it, there's going to, it's going to hit a point and I think it's getting there where what a household income is obviously has a limit to what it can afford and carry. And when you start dropping those numbers off saying, okay, you know, just because 40 people can afford something at 600 doesn't mean 40 people can afford something at 650. That number is going to drop. So Correct. that itself will probably be a natural leveler, uh, I guess, so to speak. Um, what we're seeing today uh, is 37 offers in, one winner, 36 losers. They just shuffle off to the next one that comes on the market. Um, for the for the 2021, I think we're going to end up with a strong market still. Um 
whether it means do we have to raise interest rates a little bit to calm things down to level off the pricing? I don't know. But the trouble is, is Niagara is a, somewhat of a unique market. So you can't go ahead and change interest rates across the board uh, and affect communities that aren't doing what we're doing. Like we're the anomaly, uh, I believe right now. So for us to say uh, interest rate drops or increases are the answer. No, I don't think so. Uh, we have a lot of pent up demand and I know what happened last time they raised uh, the lockdown out and opened us up back up. We went insane. It got even worse. So we'll be strong, but I think naturally household income will slowly start to level off the pricing because there's going to get to a point where people can't afford it. Isn't that the fear with a, with an increase though, if there is a slight adjustment in, uh, in an increase uh, in rate that some people, I mean, we've seen in the past where people are, you know, they're in at six, let's say, but. Well, our system you know, has our stress tests and so forth in place. So uh, the banking industry has some checks and balances in there um, for that. Uh, and we're not, we're not talking, you know, go to six or 7%. Uh, uh, and again, Neville said it probably we can't do it. Uh, if we're the anomaly, you can't blanket everybody across. So the chances of the rates going up are probably slim and none. But I do know that I think income, household income will slowly start to level off what people can afford, uh, hit their limits, and prices will have to adjust accordingly. So I think we will have a leveling off. So I think to, to remember too uh, about rates is uh we're talking residential right now and we're talking a uh, niagara being like like yep. steve was saying a very small hamlet um there's a lot of sectors that are not doing very good mm -hmm. um we have not seen um we're starting to see some liquidation happening um i've seen office spaces coming across the door with you know forty fifty thousand dollars under value uh, just to get rid of it um we know people are, are getting pinched in these scenarios Self-employed people, uh, husband and wife scenarios, both self-employed, no income coming through the door, um, liquidating properties, liquidating equity, um, putting themselves in a better position to see if they can sustain long-term. So the rates are driven uh, across the whole market and uh, it's falling off bond rates, which are really given by the, the government and, and they need to stimulate the economy by trying to drop these rates. So you're not going to see big increases. Um, there will be minor increases, obviously, if things are picking up, but you're not going to see any changes anytime soon in the, the rate market. So, uh, Stephen, just before we started um, uh, the podcast, we were having a little conversation and, and you were saying that you, you're just starting to see the beginning of the fallout of the deferred mortgage um, payments with, with people now having to make some, some tough decisions. What, what can mm -hmm. you share on that? Um, it, it's not, a lot, but I'm starting to hear rumblings from people asking, can you come tell me what my house is worth? This might be a good time to cash out. Uh, I'm going to move in with my parents. I'm going to move in with my boyfriend, girlfriend. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to move in with a friend. And the reason being is some of the, the, the don't have their jobs anymore, can't find work again, aren't going back to work anytime soon, uh, have used up all their deferral payments from the banks. Um, I have a client, uh, She's in the same boat. She's like, I'm out of deferral payments. The bank has basically told me that's it. Uh, you, you need to start making payments. Uh, and, and she just doesn't have the resources because she's not working. 
uh, and, and the, you know, the, the programs from the government just aren't enough for her. So she's going to be cashing out. She's going to have a good chunk of money in her bank account to, to wait and maybe buy something down the road. But for the time being, she has to get out of the mortgage. She, you know, it's not affordable anymore. And she'd rather walk away with grace than to lose it, uh, which she feels she's, you know, she's being told by the banks, like time to start doing something. Uh, and yeah, so we are starting to see the, the, the families that, you know, exactly what Neville was talking about, losing uh, income, self-employed guys are having a hard time, um, you know, jobs not opening, retail, like anyone that, I have uh, several friends that are servers in the retail, in the, in the restaurant business, you know, and they went from a very decent lifestyle from, you know, their gratuities and stuff like that to nothing because they're not open. Uh, so there's a lot of people that are hurting out there. Barbara, are you seeing the same? Yeah, it's pretty much the same. I mean, your self-employed people are definitely uh, struggling. It, it's tougher on our locals because, you know, you've got these young people trying to get into the marketplace and they're having to go move in with family. Um, and, you know, it's still very, very busy here in Fort Erie with the out-of-town money pouring in. So we're not seeing any settling on prices for our locals. Our average price range, I can't believe, is even here in Fort Erie, 525000 You know, I don't know how sustainable that is long term. But, yeah, we're seeing, we're seeing both sides of it. it. The market's still driving, but you can see where there's going to be pressure on our local people for sure. Yeah. Yeah, cracks are coming in the armor. Yeah. And we, we've said it, we've said it um, on, I think every podcast that we've had so far, Scott, that um, we don't think the, we've seen the fallout of this pandemic yet. Um, you, you know, it's, it's for the businesses that, that got grants and, and loans when those loans become um, payable uh, you know, we're, we're going to see some just not be in a position to uh, repay the loans and, and, you know, it's the same with, with the deferred mortgages. I mean, it's, it's great that the government stepped up and, and provided that support in the beginning. Uh, but honestly, who could have predicted, you know, we're almost a year in. Well, we are a year in. We are a year in. Um, and, and, you know, no, I don't want to say no end in sight. There is an end in sight. But, you know, it's just uh, hard to plan and hard to predict and how long can people um, hold on. So I, I, I wonder, is it, would you say that, um, you know, investing in a home uh, at this point, uh, especially your first home, is it still a good investment right now or, or should people wait? Dolores, I've, you know, over the years, I don't know um, about Neville and Stephen, but, you know, I, I've watched people wait over the years thinking that the bottom was going to fall out. And there are people that made that decision three years ago, can't get in. So I, I would say get into the market regardless, because even if it drops, it will rise again. I mean, if you look over history, stock market, anything, it, it has a progression upwards. So I've, I've watched people where they sold to cash out and now their, their equity has gone. They can't get back in. I, I wouldn't say don't get in the market. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I agree with that. It's interesting. Plan to get in, um, whether it be buy with mom and dad, uh, buy with a friend, uh, do something. Buy an investment property, get in for sure. I, you guys may have touched on this before when I, I was a little late to the call, but one other thing that I'm seeing happen is a lot of our self-employed people, um, people that are out of work right now are already renters and we're seeing the landlords liquidate those properties because 
you know, and now is the time to do it. So I think we're going to have a challenge too with these people trying to find affordable living from a rental perspective, because if you're buying an investment property at these price points, your rents have to be high. So that's a that's going to be a big challenge down here for our renters, our rental market as well. Yeah, well, I think you're I'm right. seeing more investors coming down in our area looking because you, you're buying a $700,000 condo and you, you can only rent it for 2500 bucks. Yeah, you cannot make payment on the rental market. It's just yeah. they're not bringing enough through the door for it to run the mortgage. So we're looking at opportunities down this way. So your single family duplexes are really hard to get into. Most of my uh, um, investors into the rental market are buying larger, uh, looking for units plus um, because there's still not a, a ton of people that are, are actively searching those kind of properties. So it, it opens it up for the investor and the investor, uh, like Barbara was saying, is liquidating your smaller places, getting huge equity out of it, and then going on to the, larger one yeah we had a, a shortage prior to the pandemic with um you know affordable rental units uh across niagara uh, i remember having you know, lots of conversations about that piece so um that's that's definitely not getting any better it's um it's interesting my my daughter um i almost three years ago uh moved back to niagara she had um you know moved out to uh, waterloo for a few years after university moved back, moved home <laughs> for a little bit, but was really eager to uh, buy a home. And I remember when, when her and her boyfriend started looking, my husband and I were shocked, shocked at, at the prices of not very nice homes <laughs> in not very nice areas. Um, and uh, anyways, they ended up buying um, a, a new build in, in an older neighborhood. They got in a nice home, a small home, but a beautiful uh, starter home. And now, uh, you know, houses in their neighborhood uh, are going for almost double. Like, I, I, I just can't even believe it. And I remember when my, my daughter bought the house three years ago, she said, mom, like, you know, how did you sleep at night with, you know, a mortgage like that? And I laughed and said, oh, honey, I never had a mortgage like that. Yeah. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, you're absolutely right. Like, um, you know, for those people who, who thought, you know, I'm going to wait. Well, good luck because now it's, uh, you know, that, that, that many more times, more I had a lot of that last summer. Uh, I'm waiting for the market to dump 30, 40%. Then I'm buying. I'm like, well, I don't know if that's a good idea. I've been <laughs> 28 years and I don't see that happening. Oh, no, you wait. You guys are all saying the same thing. Uh, I spoke to that guy around Christmas and I'm dying after this motivational podcast here to call him this afternoon and ask him how he's making out. So. <laughs> So what, what about um, for people who are thinking of getting into the real estate as a career, they want to become a real estate you know, agent, is, is now the right time? Um, any thoughts on that? Who, who wants to start there? <laughs> you, Stephen. All right. I, uh, as broker of record, uh, I, I own the company and I get this probably about five, six times a week. Um, Any time to get into a career is a good idea. Um, if you're right for the career or not, is a different story. 
Um, you're probably looking at around $10,000 now to get in by the time you're done your courses and, and registered and, and, and your payments and so forth. Um, if, if you're not good at rejection, I'm not sure that this is good for you at this point in time uh, because of 37 offers in, that's 36 losers, one winner. Yeah, there's, you know, and it takes a lot. I, I know agents, even the ones in my office that, that write five, six, seven offers a week that go nowhere because of the market but they got to keep going and going and going. And, and to say, I know the, my favorite comment when I hear is like, oh, you guys must be rigging it in now. It goes back to X amount of offers in one winner. Everybody else is a loser. It's not as easy as you think in today's market. Like, it's not like everything you write an offer on, you get, and you move on to the next and you write another one. You're like, Oh, I got that one. and got that one. and got that. One. Nope. No, you're, you're, <laughs> Some of my guys are one in 20 that they're hitting. So is it a good career to get into? Absolutely. Uh, to me, it's not a career. It's not a job. It's a lifestyle. Um, and I, and I think my, my other two uh, panelists here that are involved in the same industry will agree. Um, it's very rewarding now. Sure. By the time you get through your courses and finished, things might be a little bit more normal, but uh, it's a very difficult time for even the seasoned veteran realtors to, to make things happen. And, and I don't know, am I wrong, uh, Barbara? You're, you've been yeah, acting. no, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I, yeah, I've been doing it since 2004. And I, I think of every market, ha you know, has its challenges. You just spoke to this market. And I don't know if you guys can recall 2008, 2009, carrying 25, 30 listings at any given time, having to make your calls to the seller every Friday, you know, <laughs> that was a hot, that was a tough market to uphold. So to your point, I think, you know, when people are getting into the business, they have to understand the job and, you know, it's very confrontational. There's high levels of rejection. Um, you know, a lot of people will call me as well and ask and they'll say, you know, well, I kind of just want to do it part time. And, you know, good luck to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the survival rate is not very <laughs> part time heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> you're having one but, or you're not. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the career, it's an awesome career. I absolutely love real estate but you you know it's I had um a conversation this morning with somebody and they said to me you know what does your day look like you know do you when do you start when do you finish <laughs> I said I was up at two in the morning sending yeah. off a doc because I forgot about it <laughs> how many hours a week do you work I don't know I stop at around eight I don't know <laughs> why well, yeah when I sleep when I right now <laughs> you know, but it's an awesome career <laughs> yeah if you like to be busy it's a great lifestyle. We've got uh, one last question, I think, and uh, we'll, we'll ask it because it was written in, and that's the first time in so far in the podcast we've had this happen. So Jeff Neal has asked a question to, uh, to the three of you. Uh, what do you think of the concept of an outsider tax for house sales, 15% regional tax on all buyers from outside Niagara, who drive down the price the Toronto buyers are willing to offer and make it more affordable for Niagara kids to get a house? Plus, raise money for the region for infrastructure. Uh, Neville, I'll start with you. Personally, think, uh, speaking, I think that it's a smart idea. Um, I did. So I worked in China for quite some time, and, and things are no different there. Um, 
many countries do the same thing to uh, uh, reduce um, foreign investment money. And we're seeing it all the time through on the commercial aspect, on the commercial front, as well as the residential front. I see large, large developments being scooped up uh, or property. Uh, land is at a premium. Uh, mortgages in, in, in China went to 50 to 100 years, intergenerational mortgages. Um, why? Uh, prices don't go down. So um, how do you combat with income versus mortgage? You extend the term. And uh, not too far ago, we had 30-year terms for people to get into the market, which um, they, they rolled it back to 25. But uh, I mean, personally speaking, if, the, if things continue the way it is, uh, we could see that come back into the market. I think uh, by putting the taxes in place on, on foreign investment would certainly equal the playing field a little bit and uh, hopefully stabilize those prices. But I, I think that's going to be a hard one to call. I don't think the government uh, is going to jump all over that one, but I don't know, we'll see. It's a good question, though. <laughs> yeah. Anybody, anyone else thoughts on that? And then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll wrap things up. Um, I think... So Neville said it pretty good. Um, how or what we're going to implement is probably going to be the biggest question. Uh, it's a fine line. Uh, what happens when we do level off here? Is it going to start to hurt us? Uh, it did work with the threat of it a few years ago with the foreign investment on, on um, units and things like that. It did calm things down. Um, and yeah, I, I do think we have to do something with the foreign investment. Um, Locals is a bit harder um, or Canadians type thing moving around. It's a fine line, but uh, would we be open to supporting something like that? Yes. Um, but there'd be a lot of details needed to be given out to make sure that uh, this doesn't actually hurt us more than it, it helps us. There, there's your vague. <laughs> it's a tough yeah. question. Yeah, yeah. It's a very yeah. tough question. Yeah. I and wouldn't strongly. I would. I, 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 I would be nervous. I would be nervous that it would slow us too much. I mean, there, yeah. there, we've been prospering as well. So I, I don't know what the answer is, but I, I would be worried Not that, a, you know, once, once we level off that maybe we wouldn't have the activity as well. What I don't want to see happen is for us having to pay a gain on our principal residence. I know that for sure. <laughs> well, it is. Somebody's kicking that around. So. I've heard it and that just, you know, that would just be a catastrophe for, you know, our, a lot of our retirees having oh, that's definitely. their major asset. I mean, spends his whole life paying off his wartime house for mortgage. And now he's got a, and yeah, it like it's a, an RSP. Uh, it, it, it's sickening to be honest we with you. The estate. Oh. Fingers crossed that never happens. Right. It's the last vehicle left for these old timers. And even yep. the young the kids today, I've always yeah. sold houses based on uh, buy a house. It's a forced savings account. Every month you make a payment, you're putting money away for your future. Um, yeah. Whether the value is up, down, whatever, every month you're forcing yourself to save money. This is going to be your retirement. This is going to be your future. Don't give up. And then now when they're going to start to play games with your principal residence, the investment properties, you know what? Go ahead. You know, I get it. Uh, mm -hmm. Whatever. But principal residence. And when I keep hearing things like they're kicking around, uh, taxing it as if it was an RSP uh, contribution, wow, uh, like just hands off. I, I, I get very upset about that thought. Absolutely. Stephen Kander, broker of record and president of Peak Performance Realty. 
Barb Scarlett, broker with Century 21 Today Realty, and Neville Kidd, Senior Account Manager with Desjardins. Thank you all for a very spirited conversation. And uh, we'll see where this whole thing, uh, where it goes. Everybody have a great day. Stay warm. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Dolores, what's on time? Thanks, guys. All right. Well, that was a great conversation. And uh, Scott, next week we'll be talking about how people are mentally and emotionally uh, getting through this pandemic. We've never been this isolated. It's impossible to make plans because things are changing so quickly. And we're all feeling the effects of that. We'll be joined by longtime mental health advocates, Wayne and Helga Campbell, and Jeannie Hofstetter, Community and Business Services Manager for the Family Counseling Center with Family and Children Services. It's an important conversation that we really can't afford not to have. So to all our listeners, send us the topics that you're talking about because we want to talk about them too. Thanks again for uh, tuning in and have yourselves a wonderful day.